Daily Drive is brought to you by Reynolds & Reynolds, the industry leader in automotive technology. Find out what Reynolds is up to in the digital retailing space by visiting reyrey.com slash retail anywhere. That's R-E-Y-R-E-Y dot com slash retail anywhere. I'm automotive news publisher Jason Stein, and this is Daily Drive for Tuesday, September 7th. It's difficult to underestimate the impact on the dealer network over the last 20 months. Imagine the twists and turns that dealers have navigated during that time. And as we hit a new month in the final stretch of the year, the number of pivotal points since March 2020 have been numerous. COVID, chips, a surge in profitability, and now the continued specter of the coronavirus. At the local level, with dealers involved in every decision and adjusting continually, the reality has been remarkable. Just ask Mike Maruni. CEO of Maruni USA, and a repeat guest on this program. Mike Maruni has seen a lot during his time in the car business, but even COVID has presented some unique experiences. To talk about chips, talent, and EVs, I've reached Mike Maruni in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. It is always a pleasure to talk to my longtime friend, Mike Maruni. How are you? Jason, I'm doing great, and uh, thanks for having me on today. Thanks for being on. You've been on a few times, and and a couple of the other times when when we were on, we were dealing with some radical changes that were going on, obviously, as a result of COVID in 2020. Um, It's the first time I've talked to you in a while on this program, but give me your view of the state of the industry, if you will. Let's start there. What are you seeing on the ground, uh, both in Florida and in Colorado? Uh, Jason, it's clearly a perfect storm in favor of the retailers. Uh, we've got a tremendous imbalance in supply and demand. Supply obviously impacted by the supply chain, COVID, Delta, and the microchip shortage. Then we've got demand driven by much higher disposable income from people staying home and having more discretionary spending power, and then trillions of dollars from our federal government. So this supply-demand imbalance has been a blessing for retailers. Uh, we've achieved record levels of profitability. Every retailer I know is uh, enjoying record profitability. We're recognizing that it's not sustainable. The other thing that's so interesting is it's we've had tremendous spikes in used vehicle valuation as uh, people chased opportunities, and now we're seeing some real volatility in used vehicles, which uh, frankly threatens to take back some of the profits we've earned. And it's a it's a great challenge for the industry. And uh, I think it's a fascinating time. And then you've got the, the other factor is this shift from internal combustion to uh, electrification is in its very early stages. But I think retailers are starting to realize it's here to stay. It's something we're going to have to work through. And we're going to have to make sure our people are extraordinarily well-trained. So well, we're enjoying this prosperity. We're seeing new challenges and definitely new opportunities. Yeah, new opportunities. And I know a lot of things that have permanently changed. If you now step back and assess what you see at this stage, what is permanent now in a post-COVID world if we ever completely get to that? I think there's a couple things. Uh, one that I just mentioned is this world is going to be an electric world, not an internal combustion world. And certainly it's going to happen over time. Um, but with both the current administration and the product plans from all the OEMs, uh, it's going to accelerate. I think it's coming much faster um, than anyone ever anticipated. So I think I think that's one. I think 
The second one is digitization. I, I think that we've learned that the digital world is coming faster than anyone thought, and it's coming at a time where, frankly, the software products for the mass market are mass market retailers are not out there. So it's a uh, we're doing it on the fly. We're adapting, but it's it's a it's going to be a big challenge for the industry. Internally, I know you've made a lot of changes to adjust to a new world. We've talked a ton on this program about the effective digitization and just just serving the guest in a different way. So now as we sit here in the fall of 21, I'm guessing your teams are very adept at, at dealing with the current situation and, um, and probably know how to navigate the pathway forward. I think we're getting more and more comfortable. I would say it's clunkier than any of us would like, but we make up for it with effort and, and people really trying to adapt. And it's beyond digitization. It's people that want to shop, even whether it's by phone, not by, not by using technology um, to do business. And we now deliver in a much broader market, and our people are getting very adept at that, of not only dealing with customers remotely, but gaining their confidence and in providing a, a true value for people. I know talent, hiring, retention, those are all intertwined, and I know how critical they are for you in terms of making sure that, that the, the business that you have in place is poised for success. And I'm guessing now those three things could not be more important to you, Mike. They really are, Jason. The, the talent pool, frankly, is very thin, and it's, you hear a lot of talk about it being thin at the entry level, and it, it's thin throughout auto retail. And what it's done for us is it's made us, one, appreciate the team that we have very much and focus on development retention. So our mission is to focus on helping people at every level of our organization be more successful. And we're using NADA classes, in-house trainers, uh, mentors, and including more people in our circle that makes decisions and getting more input and providing more access for people at all levels of the organization uh, to get involved. And to me, that's the ultimate retention. I believe that associates, if they feel they can grow and prosper in your organization and develop new skills, they're going to stay. If they feel that they're blocked either with some sort of ceiling or not having the resources to help them personally develop, I think they're going to move on. So we've really focused on on keeping our people, not looking as much at their imperfections, but trying to look at what their potential is. And as we look at even the age of our people, we are we have a very solid group of people in their high 30s, low 40s, and into their 50s that have a lot of runway ahead of them. And we're very excited about those people and very anxious to be their employ to remain their employer of choice. And you've had some interesting moves of late in the personnel department. Tell me about some of those. Well, we uh, had an opportunity to move people internally. I think we've promoted over the last couple of years 16 people into either management jobs or bigger management jobs. And uh, most recently, uh, we brought one of our really key employees uh, uh, who happens to also be a family member uh, and moved him from Colorado to our Florida operation, where he'll take over a very high potential store. And uh, it's just a it's a great thrill to be able to move talent around and give them opportunities they might not have ordinarily. 
We'll hear more from Mike Marooney after this message. As online experiences exploded this past year, it was clear dealers needed an approach that kept them in business for the long term. Chris Walsh, Casey Edwards, and Dave Bates, Top Reynolds executives, sat down to discuss today's digital retailing landscape. Here's an excerpt from that roundtable discussion. So what are dealers trying to do to get this fully online and online to in-store experience? I mean, that's a great question. And honestly, it's, a, it's kind of a hard one to answer because retailers are kind of defining and using digital retailing differently. You know, to some dealers, it's selling a car. To other, it's sales and F&I. And they, they tend to be approaching it in chunks versus, you know, kind of a holistic, holistic approach. And then you end up just focusing on one or two things when you need to focus on, you know, more of a big picture. Digital retailing is dealership operations, period. Reynolds' Retail Anywhere approach focuses on streamlining dealership operations and improving profitability. For more information about this big-picture, holistic approach, visit reyrey.com slash retailanywhere. That's R-E-Y-R-E-Y dot com slash retailanywhere. You mentioned Florida and Colorado, and in your, um, in your latest chapter, the one that you've been on for a few years now, You've expanded and you've looked at new opportunities. I know you're always looking at new opportunities. Anything on the horizon that looks appealing, or or maybe let me ask, um, will you stay active on the on the buy sell side? Yeah, we we are active on the buy sell side, and we're looking. We've looked at a lot of deals. We haven't found our geography to our existing markets to, uh, and some of that is selfish for me of, of having less travel than I've had at other points in my career. But I also feel that Colorado and Florida are great growth opportunities and. There's a lot of people looking for deals there, so it's not easy to find. Uh, but we are definitely uh, looking to grow. We've tried to do an acquisition a year, and it doesn't always work out perfectly. Sometimes they come in clumps, but uh, we're going to continue to look to grow. And I think it's a, a great opportunity for our company to demonstrate to our associates that they're working for the right company. You have often said that you have, and, and this is humbly stated, you have a front row seat to a pretty big disruptor in the industry. And I've had the chance uh, through our own connections to, to talk to Ernie Garcia. And um, uh, we all know that Carvana is having an enormous impact, but you as a board member are watching this very closely. What do you see that you like? Well, first of all, Carvana is an amazing company, and everywhere I go in the automotive circles, people are asking me about Carvana. Some are doubters, some are admirers. I would tell you from my front row seat, I have literally never been more impressed with a group of people. Um, They're scrappy. They're smart. um, They work extremely hard. They're tech savvy. And probably most importantly is they're very focused on the customer. And I think that those are hallmarks of any successful business. And to grow at a rate of about 100% a year, um, you have to be very bold and you have to build great teams. And I think that the things I admire about Carvana, I admire their executive team. But as we peel down as a board and get to know more and more people, I am amazed at the talent and the passion they have for the business. And I'd say the other unusual thing is they're always looking to drive costs down for the consumer. And that's through intelligent buying. That's for eliminating layers, eliminating redundancy, and just becoming more and more efficient. So I I admire the Carvana team very much. Um, I'm proud to serve them on the board. We challenge them as a board often. 
and uh, they respond very well. And Ernie Garcia is just an incredible CEO. Yeah, indeed. What are you looking forward to for the fourth quarter? What's uh, beyond the obvious of chip shortages and products? What's on your radar the most, Mike? Well, I think that, uh, first of all, every week seems to have more difficult news in terms of production. Uh, the flow of incoming product continues to slow almost through every OEM. There might be an exception here or there. So what we're trying to do is we're trying to stay aggressive in the used vehicle side. We're trying to reorient our sales force to uh, selling incoming units and getting guests focused on placing retail orders. Uh, one of our OEMs is actually allocating 40% 40% of their allocation system is going to be for retail orders. So for a business that's used to selling out of stock, this is a major shift, and it's one I think we can accommodate. I think the other piece is, is to really stay on top of our used vehicles. We literally look at our inventories daily. We formally look at them on a weekly basis. And given how much we've had to pay to acquire inventory, we want to make sure that we're not sitting on an out-of-shape inventory or an overvalued inventory. So I'd say the, uh, the heavy lifting is managing through these fluctuations in valuation. And I think the other thing that's critical is our parts and service and collision business have continued to grow, and it's we're nonstop looking for more and more talent in one of the hardest areas to find, which is certified technicians. So uh, again, I, I'd say it. It's changing of the how we sell incoming product. It's really over-managing our valuation and continuing to build the talent we have in our fixed operations. Well, since the time you were shoveling the snow in Buffalo uh, off of your dad's lot, you and I both know that um, this is an ever-changing business. And, um, you know, <laughs> disruption is only the name of the game in the, in the automotive world. Jason, I think that's what makes it fun. It's a challenge every day. No two days are the same. Mm -hmm. And I think that as business people, we're being challenged like never before. Uh, thank God we're in a good, strong market with low interest rates and uh, a government that's committed to supporting people and businesses. And uh, I, I think it's a, a very sweet time for our industry, but one that we certainly can't relax and, uh, and rest on our laurels. Great news. Any final thoughts, Mike? Yeah, Jason, I have one final thought, and, and that's really to salute you. Uh, this is the uh, end of an era for automotive news. Automotive news will continue to be, as we call it, the Bible in, uh, in our world. Uh, but the contributions you've made have been incredible, coming from no automotive background uh, to really integrating yourself with our industry, adding value both with the publication, the events, and now with Daily Drive. Uh, I want to thank you based on our, based on my perspective of the industry and certainly wish you the very, very best in your next chapter. Well, thank you so much, Mike, and your support and encouragement has been amazing through the years, uh, not only at a personal level, but also at the uh, publication level. And um, I know that um, I speak for everybody on the automotive news team when I say thank you. It's my pleasure. Thanks for joining me, Mike. It, is, uh, it, it has been great, as, as always. Thank you, Jason. Really appreciate the opportunity. We reached Mike Marooney in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. And that's Daily Drive for Tuesday, September 7th. For breaking news, go to autonews.com. And for a library of hundreds of interviews, go to autonews.com slash daily drive. We'll be back Wednesday.